Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 56 today. Today's topic is Snowfall. We are doing episode 9 and 10 recap and review. Look at us. We moving on down. I want to apologize in advance if my voice sounds a little weird, a little scratchy. My allergies and sinuses has been acting up all week. So forgive me if I sound a little off. <laughs> um, I'm going to be dropping content all week, you guys, uh, all weekend. I'm kind of liking where the last week or so, I know we did it last week where I drop more content during the weekend and then during the week I'm more focused on my writing. I kind of want to keep that up. Not saying I won't drop, you know, a episode here and there during the week, but most of my uh, content will be dropped on the weekends for a minute. I mean, I'm going to be dropping it back to back because we have a lot of topics we're about to start covering, but I want to, um, you know, crunch time, December 25th. That's my Christmas gift to myself is to have that book done. I want the whole story complete. And we're moving along. I'm getting it done. My mind, I've been getting in my writing mode. My writing block is gone. So we definitely getting there. But I want to focus on that more during the week. Um, and we do have an official date for my friend Amber. Y'all know I gotta shout her out. Her spa will be opening on the uh, I know I've been saying the end of September, but the official date will be October 25th. It's Ambience Health and Wellness Spa. Come on, guys, health is wealth with everything going on now. Stress, come on now, come and enjoy you a good spa day. She will be specializing in mineral detox body wraps, vaginal steams, iconic foot baths, and colonics, mineral detox body wraps. She'll be doing the hydrotherapy colonics, the Himalayan salt and feared sauna therapy, and much more. $10 off any service with the flyer. You can book your appointment now. Doors open October 25th, and that is www ambiencehealthspa.com once again www.ambiencehealthspa.com you can find it on instagram and facebook as well hit like and follow and y'all know i'm not doing a podcast without shouting out jamil's book Jamil from Gully TV, Lindsay, a memoir by Gully TV. He has a YouTube channel that's over 100,000 subscribers. It's titled Some Things I've Been Through. It's the book. You can find it on Amazon. His whole platform on YouTube is one of the realest, authentic channels. He covers and has interviewed people like Haitian Jack, Bimmy from the Supreme Team, Sean Branch from D.C., Ears to Christ from D.C., and all of those, you know, you know, if you know how the gangster documentaries and all that, he's interviewed all of them. He Even the ones he has an interview, he has dope-ass content on all of that stuff. And it's not just a gangster's channel. It's hip-hop, sports, fashion. The list goes on, you know. I like to shout out people 
that, you know, I rock with their platforms and everything. I like to show love, and that's just what it is. So don't forget, you can find that book on Amazon, Some Things I've Been Through. And don't forget to follow my girl Amber's Spa. As far as this platform, what we're doing this weekend is, you know, the BMF show is coming out on the 26th, but I kind of cheated a little, little bit, kind of cheated just a little bit. I went to the BMF premiere last night, so I did catch the first episode, and that shit was fire, and we about to cover every episode that drops. Shout out to 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson, he just does the damn thing. So we'll start covering that Sunday night, but tonight, come back, because I am dropping a BMF documentary recap like I've been telling you guys about. If you're listening throughout early for the snowfall, the I tried to go to where you guys didn't have to pay for anything. So they took a lot of stuff off Amazon. I don't know why, but the um, documentaries I'm recapping from is off of YouTube. I found the full BMF documentary is on YouTube, and then I watched Doc Hicks TV, shout out to Detroit. He has a YouTube channel. It's very dope. He covered the BMF, you know, from the Detroit scene. And he has a documentary that's really dope, too. He has a really dope platform, Doc Hicks TV on YouTube. So that's, that would be my talking points from those two. And we'll recap that tonight. And I'll talk tell you guys about the BMF premiere. That shit was fire. So we'll do BMF. And y'all know Raising Canaan, the... Season finale drops this weekend. So we're going to be busy this weekend. We're going to be busy this weekend. We made it to 9 and 10 for Snowfall. We will start on Season 2 recaps next week. But before we go to Season 2, I want to go ahead and do that documentary recap. So watch that, you guys. It is crack. It's on Netflix. I want to break that down and talk about that. Because before we go into Snowfall Season 2, you know, we, we done learned the rock now, so you see what it's about to do to the community. So, like I said, I love to talk about TV shows that's based off of true crime because I love true crime, and I like to break that shit down. And y'all know how I was about the narcos, but when it comes to snowfall, that's when it hits a little different because this is what affected our community. So, I kind of take it a little differently, and I don't glorify the game, but I understand it. So, I like to just break it down from each element you know what i'm saying so we're gonna talk about crack we're gonna do the documentary then we'll move on to season two and i I follow um franklin i can't think of his real name right now i follow him on ig and i follow who plays leon i follow all of them on ig louie as well and they are dropping pictures back to back to back so they are back in film and production so you know Season five going to come soon, and y'all know we're going to recap that. Don't forget the TV show, You. This is more for my people who are following me off of Cruel Summer. You'll probably like You. I'm going to recap that as well. So, you know, we about to get busy. We blessed over here. We're going to keep it moving. We ain't paying no negative energy, no attention. It's all up from here, baby. So on that note, it's your girl, Shanice, and we about to get into the show. But I forgot the you know, shout out my own social media platforms. Even though I'm really boring on social media, I don't post nothing, you know, exciting. But, you know, you can follow me. I post updates. <laughs> Facebook, IG, Alicia Shanice. One thing I am the good at, though, is my music game. Follow my playlist on Spotify. I have made them all public. Alicia 
Shanice is the channel. All of my playlists go Shanice Loves. I have 80s playlists, 90s playlists, 2000s playlists, R&B, hip-hop, blues, Motown, country, gospel, whatever you need, I got you. So you can follow me on all of those platforms and, you know, keep coming back, keep coming back. I would strongly recommend you guys go get that subscription for stars because Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 Cent, he ain't playing around. He got show after show after show dropping, and I will be recapping each one of them. You hear me? So if I was y'all, I would go get that stars. I think they got it on sale right now. It's $20 for six months, and then they also have like a $4.99. I want to say it's for a year. I could be wrong, but I would get that star. the stars streaming service if i was y'all and also you know if you got hulu if you don't have cable i don't mess with cable i got all the streaming services but snowfall comes on fx next day hulu so i would recommend hulu as well y'all i've been running my mouth for about 10 minutes so let's go ahead and get into this show Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. All right, guys. So I kind of really enjoyed, not saying I won't kind of go back. I like to play around and, you know, this is a new platform. So we like to play around and see, you know, how things are going to move. I have been enjoying breaking down each episode one by one, but I also enjoyed doing it how I did it last week with doing two in one episode when I did seven and eight. So I'm going to try it again. I want to do Snowfall 9 and 10 so we can move along because we have a couple things coming up. And I've been under the weather as well, so I'm trying to catch it up. And like I said, this weekend, we're going to be dropping content after content. So I don't want to have to come back on tomorrow and do 10. So today, let's just go ahead and break it all down together. And, you know, if it goes on a little longer than what we normally have, just pause it. Rewind, come back around, you know, listen, finish. Got all weekend. So this is episode nine titled The Story of Scar. And we seen last time we on episode eight, Leon was shot. It just went off. He was bleeding. But when episode nine opens up, we see Franklin. He's walking down the street and he is just looking, you know, just all over the place. So, you know, when you're first watching it, you don't know what's going on. Then we go into his house and we see Mama Sissy. She in the living room. She is panicking, like calling all around. You know that if you a mom or a parent, period, you know that worried feeling where you don't feel good till you see your child. So that's what she got. And when he walk in the house, she is relieved but pissed off at the same time. That's when we learned Leon was caught with two bullets, but he is still alive. So... She asked him, like, you know, you, you going to not tell me what's going on? He like, you know, ma, you know how Leon is, running off at the mouth, you know, ran off at somebody else, you know? And she like, you just going to stand there and lie to me like, you know, 
she know he lying and then she tells him you know jerome came by here earlier and he had the face of guilt all over his face so franklin goes ahead and he confesses you know he like look i've been hustling I've been selling weed for Jerome for about six months, but he lies and says, you know, he tells a, a, a lie, but the truth at the same time. He's been hustling for about six months selling weed, but he ain't messing with no weed no more, you know? And he he tries to talk a little disrespectful. He like, you know, don't act like you don't know nothing about no weed. Cause you know, you know, sissy, she like to get a little high. You know, run with that. Weed good for the soul, they say. And, she goes off. She like, what the, what the, what the, you know? And while she going off, Andre ass walks into the house. And then I'm like, first of all, how you just gonna walk straight in their house? But, you know, Andre walks in. He like, let me talk to the boy. So Andre goes in there and he tells Franklin, like, look, if you tell me what's happening, you know, I'm your neighbor. I want to help. I want to be this father figure in your life. Cause that's how, you know, Andre tries to come across. And he like, I did see two guys watching your house. And Franklin, like, look, I don't know nothing. You know, I don't know nothing. So we go into the next scene and we see Alejandro. Remember, he went to Nicaragua because their camp got hit. And now he comes back with all the coke that he could, you know, salvage. And we learn that Elena, his wife, she got some burns and, you know, she's okay, though. So they got her, you know, shipped off and she is in a hospital, you know, getting, getting well, getting rested and getting taken care of. But. Now we learn that their whole operation and pipeline is ruined. So how that they were moving everything to through Nicaragua, they can't do that anymore since the camp was hit. So now they got to go through the Colombians. But at this time, this is 83, Pablo Escobar, he's too powerful, they say in the show. But now they have to go through the Cali cartel. Remember my Narcos watchers? Pablo was bigger than McCallie. But at the same time, this is just the TV show. It's a loosely based. For all my narcos watchers, we know Pablo was really all the way in with the trade, with the Nicaragua war. He was moving the coke for them, all of that. You know, so we know that this is like loosely based. But in the show, they're going to be going through the Cali cartel and not Pacho and all of them. And the brothers, this is like smaller dealers. So we go and we see Lucia. She tells Gustavo that Pedro's father, Ramirez, he is taking over. No more business with Stomper. Even though Stomper saved their ass with Teddy them to re-up. And no Gustavo. Gustavo is out too. And... You know, Ramirez is still pissed because now Pedro didn't confess. And, you know, he's lost two of his soldiers. And they stole his money to even start this up in the first place. So he like, no, Gustavo. She gives him a start over money. And Gustavo is pissed. He, he like, look at me. You know, he is pissed because Lucia and Gustavo did all the work. Pedro was off getting high somewhere on benders acting like he two years old arguing about caramel getting stuck in his teeth or you know just whatever and he like you know what i, I done ran all my life i'm not running I'm not running and lucia is like so what you expect me to pick you over my familia my family and it goes to the next scene and we see franklin 
Now, he goes to meet Miss Melanie, pretty girl Mel, at the school, and she is happy to see him, honey. You know, she gives him a big, enduring hug. She is just happy. Got her little friends. You know, they sitting there just smirking and laughing because, you know, Franklin, a year older than them. Got the little older boy coming to the high school. You know how it is, right? They only a year apart, guys. And they walk home, and they just talking. Mel's so happy. She asking about Leon. Because, you know, at the end of the day, they got their little thing going on. You know, the girl next door, boy next door thing. But they're also, like, best friends, and she's in with them. And she, you know, he feels her in about Leon. But when they get into the bedroom, we know Franklin. He ain't over there to see Melanie. He goes straight to that closet where he dropped the coke off and hid it. And he come out. And Melanie put on this Oscar Award performance, honey. She like, uh, so you just put this in my closet? What if I would have got in trouble? All you care about is what's in that book bag. You know, she go on and on and on. But wasn't this the same Mel like two episodes ago asking, can she help sell? Can she help do this? Oh, she's down. Oh, she can do this. She can do that. She just want to try a little bit. But here we see a different Mel. Franklin, like, I thought she was down. You know, the police was coming. They would have never searched in here, you know. But, you know, Melanie, she plays two sides. Let me tell y'all that right now. She played two sides. One minute she the good cop kid, next minute she this. So go back to a couple episodes back and remember how Melanie was acting. And then here she put on that Oscar Award performance. So we get into the next scene. We see Victoria, Kristen's sister. She goes and tells Teddy, like, look, I'm going home. Obviously, my sister doesn't want to be found. I want to thank you for your help. And that leaves Teddy relieved. Teddy is relieved. He's like, okay, this bitch gone. Now we can go back to moving this operation. Then we go straight to the next scene. This was interesting. Sissy goes to Jerome's house. And, you know, she got she got some energy. She, got, she, she like, where's Jerome? Louis is trying to be cool. Louis is like, look, I understand. I get it. Just calm down. Let me get you some coffee. So Louis tries. Louis tries to keep her cool. And Sissy is just going on and on and on. And to the point where Louis is like, hold on. Don't blame Jerome for this. Don't blame me for this. Maybe you need to look in your own mirror. And they kind of get into it. And they almost come down to the blows. Because Louis like, look, I tried to be respectable. But you in my house. And, you know, Sometimes you need to look at Franklin. Franklin going to do what he going to want to do. Don't come over here blaming this shit on my man, Jerome, now. You know, Louis don't play about her, Jerome. And Sissy is hurt. You know, she is hurt. And she wants to blame Jerome for how Franklin is and what he's getting into. So we go into the next scene after Sissy storms out the house after Louis goes off. And we go and see Teddy. Teddy. Teddy goes and does what Teddy does. We see the first drug deal happening with the two guys from Cali and Alejandro. So Teddy can't just let an operation go without having to know everything. Like I told you guys before, Teddy needs to know what 
what kind of sock you had on last Tuesday and what pajamas you wore. Like he needs to know every fine detail. So he goes to a restaurant, he's taking pictures, he's getting pictures of everything and he's documenting everything. He got his little 1983 binoculars going on. Teddy is being Teddy. And he has to be sure, you know, he has to be sure everything is smooth with the Colombians. This is their first deal. Um, Alejandro doesn't know he's watching him, of course. So I guess you could say that kind of what makes Teddy a good CIA officer. So we go into the next scene and we see Franklin goes to see Leon. He takes him some new shoes, hazard pack. And, you know, they talk is, you know, they talk and Leon is ready for payback. And, you know, Franklin, like, we got to do it smart. We got to get both of them. Leon tries to let Franklin know, like, no, bruh, it wasn't both of them. Ray Ray won with Lenny. This was just Lenny. And he asked Franklin, like, can you, you know, you saying you got it, but can you do this without me? You couldn't even kill Clavel. So Franklin, like, I got it. And he like, you know what? You got to handle this. Not only for payback for me, but if we're going to be in the game, we got to lay down a murder game. We got to let people know we official. Because if we don't, we about to get ran on every week. And he got a point if you want to be in that game. So we go into the next scene and we see Jerome. He comes home. Him and Louie is both tripping off of, well, first Louie tell him, like, look, I must have to whip your sister ass, you know. And he ain't trying to hear all that because he is happy, like, all the money he made in one day. You know, he been selling weed, sherm. Now, you know, they got the crack. It's brand new. It's the rock. And they is both tripping. Louie is just befuddled. Her, she like, um, she, Louie always sees the bigger picture. Now, Louie always sees the bigger picture. So, Franklin, he goes to make a deal with Claudia in the next scene. And when they do their deal, they do a trade, a favor for a favor. He like, look, I need you to set up a meeting with Ray Ray. She think he crazy. Tells him he's been watching too many movies. But she like, you know, I might can do that. But I'm going to need a favor. I'm going to need a personal favor. And her personal favor is she wants Miss Louie, the auntie. So she goes ahead and she sets, you know, a sit down for Ray Ray in Franklin. She arranges that. And we go into the next scene and we go to the warehouse. We see Alejandro and Teddy meet up with Lucia to do a deal. But Lucia walks in the warehouse with Pedro and his dad, Ramirez. Teddy is not feeling it from the jump. He doesn't like change. He wants to know where the hell is Gustavo at. And basically, Alejandro, all he wants to do is just make the money, get it over to Nicaragua. So he like, look, you know, we can make this happen. Romero's is a businessman. He's been in this game for a long time, so he knows how to maneuver shit his way. He tells him, like, look, we're going to offer, we're going to do 25 kilos this time. Next time, we will double that. And from here on out, Pedro, not Lucia, no more Gustavo, Pedro will be handling stuff from now on. 
He'll be doing all distribution, everything. And it's kind of funny that he puts Pedro's in charge. He has a little too much faith in his son, as he should, but Pedro ain't did shit to build this operation. The only reason this is going smoothly is because of Lucia, and she was falling, you know, falling off the ship, and Gustavo came and dived in and saved the day. So, Teddy kind of looks at Lucia. They give each other this look. Neither one of them are feeling, you know, how they're switching up things and how Ramirez is coming in, taking over. And Lucia can see it in Teddy's eyes, and Teddy can see it in her eyes. So we go into the next scene and Gustavo, he does, he goes and does the right thing. He goes to Stomper because of his foster brother. You know, he has already let his foster brother down in the past. They don't go into detail of what happened in the past, but he's let him down in the past where they might have been into some stuff together. He might have ran off, got scared, but he does the right thing. His foster brother put his name out on the line to get the deal rolling with Stomper. So he goes and tells Stomper that, look, they cut me out too. They cut you out, but he also lets them know that the uh, Villanueva family is now competition because remember, their family comes from, and they're Mexican, and they come from Mexico. For all of my Narcos watchers, we know in the early 80s, especially with the Guadalajara cartel, they were only, they were like the weed kings. So all of the weed was coming from the Guadalajara cartel, and that is where their family was, you know, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, it's loosely based. They probably were getting their shit from the Guadalajara cartel as well. But now they're going to be bringing in the cocaine and that's moving into Stomper's business. The Stomper has South Central on his side locked down. He does the whole cocaine in their community. But now they learn that, you know, this well-known family is about to be their competition. So, you know, Stomper tells Gustavo, you did the right thing, but now it's time to put the shit to a halt. They're not finna take over nothing. So we know Gustavo is got, you know, about to get to working with Stomper. So Franklin and Louie, they're sitting on the porch. They negotiate a plan. He lets her know about Ray Ray, but he, you know, tells what Claudia wants. So Louie goes ahead and she gives the backstory a little bit on Claudia and her and she basically lets him know it ain't even really about Claudia the 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 root of the problem is that damn club I want that club so they kind of make their own little side deal she agrees to do what she has to do and Franklin know he owe her we go into the next scene and we see Romero's Pedro father he is just taking over he's telling Lucia he has someone coming to look at the books and you know he he rearranging everything lucia has built from ground up she is not feeling it they get a call they have to run off to see her father remember his he's ill so victoria she calls teddy teddy thought she was gone and out of town <laughs> but she calls teddy and she lets him know like look i went back i thought about something and as i was packing up leaving there was a photographer there so i tracked down the photographer of the night you know Kristen went missing and what do you know she has a picture of the guy who she left with and we see a picture of alejandro and we can just see it 
Teddy Hart is like, what the? You know, he was relieved, and, you know, she has a good picture of Alejandro. He's smiling, looking all handsome and shit. So we go into the next scene, and we see Franklin and Ray Ray. They meet up. Franklin, he's all calm and collected. You know, you want a milkshake? Get a face. It's pretty good here. And we got Ray Ray like, look, I ain't no bitch, but whatever y'all did to Lenny, it messed him up. He gonna get us all killed. So they start a negotiation. They start to negotiate to make a long story short. And we get a beautiful monologue. You know, I love Snowfall monologues on how they play the music. And we go, like, from scene to scene. We see Lucia Fathers die. She is sitting there looking like, what am I going to do now? It's an emotional, you know, part that they show. We see Romero's. He kind of, you know, puts the cover over his head so we know he's passed. We see Sissy. She's, like, in the mirror just, like, looking lost in her work uniform with everything she has to go through with her boss we see louie she struts in the club she goes in a room with claudia so we know what's about to go down with that then we see teddy teddy being teddy <laughs> and we see ray ray walking out of the diner and that was my recap for episode nine now for the season finale of episode Season finale, episode 10, season one. Let's get into that. So it opens up and we see Rob. Remember white boy Rob? He's dropping Franklin off at home. Or shall we say Jerome's? Because, you know, he doesn't live with his mom anymore. And Rob just looks like a straight crackhead. Rob looks like a crackhead. But he would be very important in this series. So we're not going to put Rob down too often. And we go into the next scene when Franklin gets into the house. And we see Jerome is counting all that money. His tone is changing now. Since they moved to the rock. We see Louie been hanging out all night. She just got home with Claudia. And we see now Jerome. Remember, he ain't want nothing to do with the coke business. But since, you know, they rocking everything up, that money is coming in fast. Now he's ready to negotiate. So they go back and forth a bit, go back and forth. Franklin stands his ground. Like, look, I got to worry about Leon and Kevin. I built this shit. You ain't finna come. Nope. You ain't finna come taking over. But they do a little negotiation. And they, he offers him 25% for him and Louie. And, you know, he also has a side deal to get Louie that club. So we go into the next scene. And, you know, we also seen Jerome was trying to love bro Franklin, but we starting to see the boss come more out of Franklin. He, he still has a lot of growing to do, but we're starting to see more come out of that. And we go into the next scene and we see Teddy. Teddy is showing Alejandro the picture. He tells him, you know, please just leave town for a month or two so I can get this under control, control the girl, control the narrative. Alejandro like, no, I'm doing a deal with the Colombians. We got to get it done. And let's just go ahead and kill this bitch. You know what I'm saying? And like, because remember when they started talking about the girl, Teddy said if they had to, they would deter her. Even though she did nothing wrong. But, you know, Alejandro got to cover his back. And he like, no, I got you. But just leave town for a month or two. So Alejandro says, okay. And he leaves. 
We go into the next scene and we see Lucia and her family. They are at her father's viewing. He tells her that he has someone come over and look at the books. She is not happy about that. We see her mom shows up. She is relieved to see her mother. We can see a little, you know, we can see a little something going on with how she looks at Ramirez and Ramirez looks at her. You know, that was his brother's wife. She probably couldn't stand him. Just see that look. And we go into the next scene. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Let me get some water real quick. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> so, we get into the next scene. And Franklin goes to his mom's house. She is in the room bawling, crying. You know, crying probably because he just way over his head. And she's also been fired from her job. Franklin, like, fuck that job. I, I got you. Oh, you got bills? He hands her some money. And she's like, uh-uh. Uh, I don't want your reef of money. So he like, you know what? He go in the room, he pack all his clothes, and he still leaves the money on the table. So we can see a shift. You know, the first episode and on, we seen how much respect he had for his mother, like on, you know, the closeness of them. And now we see that relationship spreading. And, you know, no matter what, it is nothing like, you know, a, a young man, he definitely needs his father. I am always, always on the side of a mother and father raising a family. But it's something about when you don't have that fathering at home and that bond between a, a mother and her son, you know, it is very strong. And we see it distancing. And now she can see that she doesn't have any control over this. Her son is out there. You can just see the look when he, when he walks out that house. You know, like, look, I'm about to do what I'm going to do. A story that happens way too often, especially in a black community of broken homes. It is what it is. You know, mothers, they do everything they can to keep their young sons out of the streets. And they still end up in them. You know, they see more. They see a vision. They want this and they want that fast money. And it's not a mother's fault. You know, they tr some women, you know, they try so hard. They try to work hard and their son will still choose that path in life. And we just see that we see her heart just breaking, watching him walk out of that house. So after that scene, we go back to Teddy and Teddy calls Victoria. He also looks in his briefcase. He sees something is missing. So he knows something is up. He goes and he heads for her home, but not before he grabs that pistol. So we go into the next scene and we see Gustavo, Gustavo and Stomper. They are planning payback. They're scoping out how many men the uh, Venezuela family has on their team. Gustavo is still a little skeptical. He like, you know, her father just died. Stomper ain't trying to hear none of that. So they basically go and scope out the scene. We go back to Teddy and he goes over to Victoria's house. This scene was very gruesome. When he walks in, Alejandro is cutting her body up. He has like a saw looking like... I mean, this scene was just very, very 
graphic. And Teddy gets sick to his stomach. And he like, no, it's not supposed to be like this. And Alejandro is so calm. He like, you know, you got this, Teddy. I'll take care of it. Just go. Basically, Teddy walks out. And he comes back in with the love, with his pistol. And, you know, the pillow covered over the pistol to make a silencer. And he shoots that motherfucker in the head, as he should. And, you know, that, that scene was a lot. Fun fact, when we're covering Snowfall, remember I told you guys, this is loosely based off of Freeway Rick. So when you think of Freeway Rick and you think of his connect Blandon, when we're watching Snowfall, you can kind of combine Blandon's character wrapped up with Alejandro and Avi. Because when you take Alejandro, he was a soldier of from Nicaragua coming over there to sell traffic cocaine to get that money back over there and bring the weapons back over there. That's something Blandon was. Now, the flashy side of Blandon would be more obvious. So if you want to take heed to that, like Blandon, how they break his character down is like a mixture of both, you know. But we see now Alejandro is dead, so it's no more Alejandro. We see the girl, she's in the tub, and her eyes are open, but she's dead. Half of her body is cut up, and it's just a mess. We go to Ivy's house. Yeah, I know I love me some Ivy. Child. Franklin and took Jerome and Kevin over Ivy's house. Now, he done took Leon over there before, but Leon still know how to act. But Franklin then took Jerome, and he then took Kevin over there. Jerome fucks up everything. Basically, instead of the 12, a key they were getting, now it's 13. Jerome then went over there running his damn mouth, trying to negotiate shit with Ivy. Ivy ain't paying him no attention. Franklin and Ivy have their own little relationship. They done built their own little rapport. And they have a good thing going on. Jerome take his Jerry Curl ass over there, trying to act like Franklin didn't know what he was doing, or he just a boy. This man's get- no Jerome, shut your ass up. I like Jerome and all, but he done went over there just messing up everything. So basically, Ivy goes off when they leave. Franklin is pissed. Like this is where we get the shit from. And he like, look. The Israeli is getting it from somewhere. Let's send somebody to scope the scene out. We'll find out who his connect is and go through that. If only it was that easy. But let's just go with Jerome Bonehead plan. Let's just let's just roll with it. So we go directly to the next scene and we see Teddy. He goes back home and he is looking like he has basically lost his damn mind. He has blood all over him and we basically got to you know go with what we think happened. He had to clean up that whole house and get those bodies buried somewhere. You know, Teddy, he looks like he's out of his damn mind. Lucia's mother tries to get her to come back to Mexico with her. Lucia is like, what am I going to do there? You know, Lucia is all about business. But we see that they have their own little relationship. And we see that a lot of stuff has happened with their family. I'm going to try to wrap it up, you know, because I know we've been on here for a minute. 
So the next day in the scene, in the show, the next scene is like the next day, she goes to see Gustavo. Basically, you know, they make up, kind of get it on a little bit, and she wants to get in on the plan with Stomper for payback. She lets Gustavo know, you know, I'm not doing this for you. I'm not doing this for you. And he's like, I know. You know, Franklin and Gustavo, I mean, not Franklin, but Lucia and Gustavo, they got their, they got their little bond thing going on in her family. You know, they, they did it wrong. So we go in and we see Franklin goes to see Leon. He tells him he got a plan in motion with Ray Ray. Leon tells him to, you know, don't, 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 don't have second thoughts when it comes to pulling this trigger. When you do, nigga, think about me. Think about everything I'd have been through. So, you know, kind of geeks him up. So we go into the next scene and we see Teddy, his boss shows up. Teddy is in the house. He's laying half naked. He's listening to classical music. He's looking like he is just out of his damn mind. Teddy, boss, James, tell him, get dressed, man. Get dressed. Let's go. They go out to a restaurant, a bar. They talk. We learn a little bit more of a backstory of what happened in Tyron with Teddy and why, you know, we learn that he, why he basically was on that desk job. We learn that he, like, went too far when he was on operation in Tyron. He ended up losing one of his agents that he should have pulled out. And then he basically went into the country coordinator's office with the samurai sword. We just learned Teddy basically lost his damn mind in Tyron and then went into the office with a sword going crazy. <laughs> so, you know, Teddy is having second thoughts because now he's had to kill someone. He's working with all these drugs and he he's having a lot of second thoughts. But then, you know, James tell him like, look, your president is proud of you. You are making him proud. Now, y'all know Reagan was the president in 83, and, you know, he making him proud, bringing drugs into the U.S., but okay. Did that go over y'all head? We know it's 83, and his president, which is Reagan at the time, allegedly, and he's making him proud, bringing cocaine. Oh, okay, don't let that go over your head. It's a show, but it's a lot of gems in here. And we go to see how, you know, appalled and happy that Teddy is for making, you know, the president of the United States happy. And he goes to talk about when he was a kid and he Kennedy he went to go see Kennedy and you know they love you know they love him Kennedy and let's just move on to the next scene. So we go and we see Jerome, Louis and Franklin and Kevin, they go and get a new cookhouse. Because in the last scene, when they was, you know, talking about a partnership, they were saying they weren't cooking that up in Jerome house, but they were going to get a cookhouse. So they get a little cookhouse and, you know, it's all about business. We see Jerome and Franklin. Well, Franklin gets the little beep. He's like, Ray Ray. So we know it's time for whatever they got planned. And we go into the next scene. We see Lucia and Gustavo. They go to Stomper's house. And Lucia basically is like, look, I'm here to revert a war. So they got their own plan in motion. So everybody got these plans and motions. But as the viewers, if it was your first time watching, we don't know what their plan is. But we go into the next scene and we see 
Franklin and Jerome, they meet up with Ray Ray and Lenny. Ray Ray pulls up. He got Lenny in the back of the trunk, tied up. They pull him out. Lenny is like, you fucking Judas. And, you know, we see Franklin is kind of smart in a way because he wants Lenny dead, but he doesn't want to do it. Franklin is not a killer. And Ray Ray basically slices his throat. And I guess that's his way of, you know, kind of saying, hey, if anything get back, you the one who doing this. So he throws Ray Ray some money and like, look, you ever want to do business? Come back. So now that's the first murder game that they little operation then did and got their payback. You know, they did Carvel, of course, but you know, we see Jerome is there, Uncle Jerome there this time to have nephew back. So that was the end of Lenny. And we go and we see Teddy. Teddy goes to see the Colombians after he gets his pep talk from his boss, James. Now he feels like he can do it. They go to the motel where the two brothers from Cali are staying. He goes in there and they looking at him like, who the hell is this? And they're like, you American? You gringo? He like, absolutely. You know, Teddy is proud to be American. And they knock his ass out. <laughs> they don't give a fuck about the Americans. So... <laughs> That was a funny scene because these two Colombian brothers are hilarious. Pay attention to them if it's your first time watching and you're, you know, doing the recaps with me. So they basically, you know, he lets them know that, you know, he doesn't let them know he's CIA, but he lets them know what he represents. And that is the United States government. So they make the deal. They make the deal. They make it happen. Teddy is in business. We go into the next scene. We see Lucia mom leaves. Lucia tries to beg her to stay. And she like, she got to go. It's nothing, you know, there for her. We see Jerome. We see Leon. We see Leon radio. We see Franklin. They all on the porch. We got the ice cream man pulling up. All the kids running out there. And, you know, that's kind of parallel from, like, this is the season finale of episode one. But remember, I mean, I said episode. This is the season finale for season one. But when you go back to episode one, remember when he, when it came on, we seen the, the ice cream truck coming down there and the kids were stealing the ice cream and Franklin had to stop it. But we see now Franklin goes out there and he like, look, whenever you run through this block, all these kids get something. And they don't have to pay nothing. I got you. It's on me. So he like, understood, man. Understood. We see Kevin. He outside. He working with the little young boys, telling them how to run that game. We see Louie come outside. Jerome, look at Franklin, you know. He the bird man now. And, you know, after, after Franklin, you know, tells him never ride by without stopping, we get a nice little scene where we see Franklin has, Franklin has built his own operation. And we go back to Lucia's home and we see Pedro apologizes to her. Lucia ain't trying to hear that shit, but she tells him, you know, go home. Go home. She tells the bodyguard, make sure he gets home safe. Gustavo shows up and Ramirez like, show your condolences and leave. Don't ever show your face around here again. So Gustavo goes back there. I wasn't a fan of this scene. I felt like it was really dirty. But I also feel like when you're in the game and 
you know, top notch. It's a lot of dirty shit that goes on. But basically, it was a setup. Stomper and his crew comes and wipes out Lucia whole family. That also brought me back to why did Lucia want her mom to stay? But, you know, whatever. She did save Pedro. She got Pedro the hell out of there. But that was a setup. Her and Gustavo are in the back. The whole, you know, all Romero and his boys get shot down. Lucia goes out there like the Judas she is. And when she tries to say, uncle, you know, try to console him as he's dying, he kind of gives her a look like, bitch, I know this, this was you. He gives her a look because Lucia is cold as ice in her own way as well. Teddy makes the drop at Ivy's house. And now we see who Franklin has watching Avi's house. Rob Crackhead ass is watching Avi's house, and now he knows who the plug is, right? And we go into a beautiful monologue. We go into a beautiful monologue. Y'all know I love Snowfall's monologues. And we go into the cookhouse. You know what I'm saying? We go into the cookhouse. We see son California dream plan and we got the cook house we got sit we go back to sissy house in this monologue we see sissy she looking depressed sad heartbroken in Franklin's room we got the cook house we see Louie cooking we see Kevin and Leon they cutting shit up we see Jerome counting all that money and we see Franklin has built an operation from scratch if you go from episode one to episode ten, he has done the damn thing that has asked me a thousand times. Just everything committed now. Two murders been involved in it, you know. And we just see what he has built. You see, he just brought his boys in. He got Uncle Jerome, Uncle Louie in, and that was my recap of episode nine and ten. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys come back tonight because we will be recapping BMF documentary. I will tell you guys all about the BMF premiere from last night and what to expect from the show. Don't forget to drop back tomorrow because we will be doing Raising Canaan season finale. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. We will pick back up next week with Snowfall. We will start season two. But we will cover that documentary crap. So on that note, it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.